podcast is brought to you with the support of Caseload from DeNovo Business Intelligence. This podcast is brought to you by Workflow Solutions, specialists in records and document management, scanning and digitization, managed print, cloud and IT solutions. Hi and welcome back to the Hey Legal podcast. This episode was recorded before the coronavirus outbreak. Personal finance planning is even more relevant today. So in this episode, we chat with Fergus Muirhead, financial writer and broadcaster who shares some key insights into managing your money, which are particularly useful during a time of crisis. Let's hear it. So we are joined today by Fergus Muirhead, broadcaster and journalist specialising in money and consumer rights. And Fergus is also a certified financial planner. So Fergus, could you tell us a bit about um, your, your qualifications, your background? I, I, I got into what I do by accident, I think. Um, I, when I was at university, I was very involved in student politics and, and I remember the company called Ensley because they had an office in the John McIntyre building at Glasgow University. And, and when I left university, I went to work for Ensley uh, and, and they were just an insurance company, basically, that was owned by the National Union of Students. Um, so I started off selling insurance, possessions insurance, and then eventually life insurance and things uh, and, and mortgages to, to students and, and, and then latterly academics and, and, and uh, other people involved in the, in the kind of peripheral world of, of the university. And then about 20 years ago, uh, 25 years ago, I, I moved from Ensley and became what they call an independent financial advisor. Um, and, and they've now got various names depending on, on, on how posh you want to be, either kind of financial planners or financial advisors or wealth managers or all, all these kind of strange names. But basically what I do, uh, or what I did then day to day, was look after people's money for them. Um, and, and at the same time, I kind of developed a sideline career as a journalist and broadcaster where I do a lot of work for, for the BBC and other broadcasters and um, in print for the Daily Record and other papers and magazines just talking to people and writing about uh, about money and all its guises and about consumer rights, a very important area, what, what rights you've got when you buy things that don't work the way they should work and you don't want to pay a solicitor to help you. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I suppose um, as part of our wellbeing series, we are just looking at ways that um, different aspects of, of life in general affect lawyers and, and in this particular podcast we're just focusing on financial health for, for want of a better term. Um, so if we look at first of all the kind of starting point for some solicitors, for trainee solicitors um, coming into the profession, um, do you have any general or specific advice for people who are starting out in a career in law? What kind of things should they be making sure they have or, or potentially looking to gain um, before they, they commence their legal career? I think, I think before I answer that, it's, it's useful to go back and, and, and say that I think financial, financial health is a great expression mm-hmm. because people, people think about, people go and see doctors and they go and look at their, their actual physical health and their mental health, but quite often their financial health is forgotten about and people are scared of money. Um, they're either scared of money or they don't want to engage with money, partly because it's not ever taught to anyone when they're when when they're, when they're at school, and it should be should be a compulsory part of the, the school program. But it should also be part of your legal training, um, because I think I think the vast majority of solicitors, whether they go into practice or become advocates or whatever, they end up um, end up self-employed. 
And, and, and as a self-employed person, you're responsible for your own money. You don't have an employer behind you that's going to pay into a pension for you or make sure you get a payslip every month. And, um, you know, the, the, the horror stories that exist about, about self-employed people who don't understand how the tax system works, for example. Um, so I, I, I think there's a, there's, there's a huge reason for, for extending money education to people from a very early age. And, and therefore, I think that idea of financial health is really really important and, and I think that educators um, and, and, and by that I mean school teachers and, and, and school education authorities as well as university authorities should kind of take that on board and start teaching people from, from a young age because there's a sense in which by the time by the time you get to the early stages of a solicitor's career in, in some ways it's too late because the bad habits have been have been learned and have been ingrained um, and, and I think so many so many um, Student solicitors or new graduate solicitors leave leave university now with so much debt that they almost feel as if it's a horrible weight round their neck before they get get started. Um, I remember doing a seminar for a for a firm of solicitors in, in Glasgow one day, um, and it was supposed to be about pensions. It was supposed to be about retirement planning, but we get caught up in this whole thing about budgeting because they didn't have they didn't have a clue about, you know how to put together a basic budget and I think that's the cornerstone of financial well-being for people and I'll come back and talk about that in a minute but it was fascinating that this firm because they had said let's talk about pension Fergus and it became quite clear that we had to go right back and, and look at some basics so with the, with the senior partners permission what we what we agreed to do was finish the seminar that I was doing that day, let them all go and have a think about their own money and then come back and come back and talk to them a month later and, and see what they'll see what they'd learned. And and the senior partner phoned me halfway through the month and said, Fergus, nobody's doing any work in here. He said, they're all on the phone to their insurance companies and their utility companies and they're trying to get a better deal for their insurance and they're not doing anything. So the sooner you come back and sort this out, the better. <clears throat> so I went back at the end of the month and, and, and we had a kind of little kind of question and answer session to start. And I said, right, who's who, who's found out interesting things when they read their bank accounts and bank statements over the last month? And And, and the first girl that put her hand up was... Fairly recent graduate at that point, I think, or she just moved to Glasgow. She'd done a job, some she'd she'd studied in one town, and then she'd gone to do a traineeship in another town, and then she'd come to Glasgow to work with her in a third job, if you like. And she said, "I've just discovered I've got three gym memberships." So every town that she'd gone to, every city that yeah. she'd lived in, she she joined a gym, mm -hmm. uh, but but never cancelled the gym membership when she left. So she was paying for three gym memberships, and she couldn't afford to pay for one yeah. gym membership yeah. at this stage. Uh, and then, kind of sheepishly, the senior partner put his hand up and said, <laughs> "Given that everyone else was doing this, I thought I would do it as well." Uh, and he said, "I was shocked to find that last month I spent two hundred and fifty pound buying coffee." in Starbucks mm -hmm. downstairs he said because I just went in every, in, in every morning I mm -hmm. went in every morning bought a coffee did the same at lunchtime sent somebody down in the afternoon to buy me another one and that was happening every single day mm -hmm. now the difference was that the senior partner could have afforded to spend £250 a month buying coffee but he didn't know he was doing it mm -hmm. and, and, and and the younger solicitor couldn't afford to have one gym membership at that stage never mind never mind three mm -hmm. and I think that kind of conversation is central to the beginning of how people look at their mm -hmm. financial well-being and it's about understanding um, what happens to them money that you earn on a day-to-day -day or week-by-week -week or month-to-month -month basis uh, and I think that's crucial to people when when they come out of certainly when they come out of university and get their first job mm -hmm. uh, because it's really important to, to be looking at that kind of balance between income and outgoings and I suppose at its very simplest level I would call it a budget um, and people get really off put when it comes to words like budget because they know the Chancellor stands up in, in Parliament every year and delivers a budget and it's all about things he's cutting back on and, and things he's taking away and, and therefore people don't want to put together a budget for mm -hmm. themselves. 
But without a budget, you can't really manage your money. Mm. And, and, and to me, a budget is not about... It's not about telling you to stop spending money. It's about showing you where you currently do mm-hmm. spend money. And for me, that would be the starting point of, yeah. of anybody's financial health. And I suppose you're right. And at university, we're not taught, even in the diploma, we're not taught about personal financial plans. We're maybe taught about tax law or various financial aspects, but not when it's personal to us. And it, it'll be a huge transition from being a student to suddenly earning some money and thinking maybe you've got more disposable income than you do. But knowing how to kind of, Again, budget is a kind of some people see it as a negative term, but yeah. budget is is the is the word, and just to know where your money is going to end up and what you can afford and what you should be keeping tabs on, I suppose. Well, that's, I think that keeping tabs tabs is really important because it is very simplest level. A budget is just a record of what money you earn every month and what money you spend. And I suppose if you're employed, that's very simple because you get one paycheck that comes in every month and gets paid into your bank and therefore that is a record of what you earn and it's very easy to then offset you know to kind of then balance that with what you spend if you're self-employed it's slightly more difficult because you might have money coming in from from various different sources and you've got to kind of pull them together and you've probably got an a kind of interim stage of having a, some sort of business account, whether you're whether you're operating as a, a a limited company or a sole trader, you'll have some sort of business element to what you do. But at the end of the day, you still have to pay yourself, and you still get that personal account that you've got to sort out, whether it's every month or every every week or every year. And and that's a statement of here's the money I've earned in the last in the last term, whatever that is, and here's the money I spend. And it's that money that you spend that is really interesting because we all spend money without really realising we're spending money especially today because it's so easy to spend money and not know that we're doing it because you can just you just tap your phone against a a machine somewhere and and money comes out your bank account and you don't know it's coming out your bank account so it's and and we never check it you know we just we just kind of don't know so the starting point for me um for, for 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 anyone that wants to put together a budget is to actually be for a month keep an absolutely accurate and honest note of every single thing that you spend and do it not because your bank managers asked you to do it or your partners asked you to do it or your accountants asked you to do it. Do it because you know that in terms of sorting out your own finances, you need to do it mm. and, and be absolutely honest. You know, start from the train fare into work in the morning and, and, and the newspapers or magazines and the coffee and sandwich that you buy, what you spend at lunchtime, glass of wine or a beer on the way home from work at night and do that for a month. And apart from anything else, you'll get shocked at the amount you eat and drink, uh, <laughs> but you'll get shocked at how inefficient you are with the way that you that, that you spend money. Mm-hmm. Go back to the guy who spent £250 a month buying coffee. The, the first £250 he could have bought a, a, a what do you call it an espresso machine and enough coffee to last him for the first year and he'd be three grand better off for the rest of the year but he, but as I say he didn't know he was spending it so you know that, that that's the starting point is to say this is how much I spend every month and then balance that with how much you earn every month and, and one number will be higher than the other and if the number that's what you earn every month is higher than the number that you spend then you know don't listen to the rest of this because you're okay. Um, but for the vast majority of people, it's not, it, it very rarely is bigger. Um, and if it's round about the same as, or if it's smaller than, then you've got to think about about how you change things. And even if it's bigger than the number, if the number that you earn is bigger than the number that you spend, then it puts you in a good place because it then lets you start to think about the time that you won't be earning money and, and how you start to put some money aside for, for, for the, the time that you won't earn money, most of us call it retirement, but but there needs to be a way of starting to plan for that at some point as well. Mm-hmm. And it, But it all comes, everything about financial planning comes from this idea of a budget. What do I, what do I bring in every month and what do I, what do I spend every month? That, that's the starting point for, mm-hmm. for everyone. Thank you for listening to this Hey Legal podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed it. Please visit heylegal.co.uk to subscribe and join our community. Or you could ask your law firm to contact us for a firm-wide subscription. Learn more, be more with Hey Legal.